podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday on which not a whole lot is happening. We're just waiting for the next dreaded game where Liverpool will take on Brighton and we'll have to watch this team attempt to play football again. Uh, all is quiet on the Western Front with regards to transfers. But I do believe we will sign a midfielder in this window. I don't know why I think I believe that, but I do believe we will sign somebody. I don't think Jurgen Klopp can allow this group to move forward without an addition. I think he has to be aware of how poor this midfield has been, in particular that right-sided role. There's no way he can have watched these games for the last 18 months and not realised that unless Naby Keita is there, that position is absolutely empty. There's no way he can be watching Fabinho and be thrilled by what he's seeing. So he has to make some sort of alteration to things by bringing somebody in. And I don't think he would have just gone and bought Gakbo if he thought he was only getting money for one player. So I do believe there is money for a midfielder. It might not be enough to get Caicedo. So he might have to look at a different option. But there are plenty of different options. Manu Kone is one who's been mentioned. We've mentioned him multiple times on the Transfer Committee podcasts. In the summer, he was actually one of the ones we suggested buying when Chuameni was was no longer an option. Him, I think it was Amadou Onana who ended up at Everton. They were the two. But Manu Kone would fit in really well because he can play as the six, he can play as an eight. He's dynamic. He wins the ball a ton. He can progress the ball. He's a decent passer. He's super aggressive. He's got energy for days. 21 years of age. He wouldn't count as a non-homegrown player for this year. And then by next summer, we're likely to have three or four of those spots open. He plays like a almost a more dynamic Yves Basuma. A really, really good player. I'd like to see him played as an eight if we did buy him. Like I have this idea of him and Caicedo as our as our eights with someone like Enzo Fernandez sitting as the six and just directing the game. I think that could be a spectacular midfield. But if you haven't seen much of Kone, go and try and find as much of the game that Gladbach played against Dortmund and just watch him up against Jude and watch him absolutely bully Jude throughout the game and dominate him. And that's the level of player he is. He's only 21. He turns 22 in May. He's been at Gladbach. This is his second season. He was at Toulouse before that. This is a big-time talent. And if we could get him for 
in and around 30, 35 million. I think that'd be great business. The other name doing the rounds is Catherine Turam, son of Lillian, brother of Marcus. I think he long-term is more of a six than an eight, but he can play both for now. Six four, big and rangy, carries the ball well, decent passer, good tackler. Long-term, like I say, I think he'll be a six that shields the defense. I think he'd be a good... If we wanted to stick to the same sort of makeup as the current midfield, if you're looking for a Fabinho type six, he would be one option. Again, he's 21. He'll be 22 in March. He's been at Nice since 2019. So this is year four for him. He was previously at Monaco, come through their academy. He bounced around a little bit as a youngster. He was in three different academies. Monaco was the last one, but made his way to the the senior squad at Monaco, played three games for them, and then Nice came in and nicked him. Another option would be Manuel Ugart of Sporting. Again, 21 years of age, 22 in April, Uruguayan. This is his second season with Sporting. They brought him from Famelicao. He'd been with Phoenix in Uruguay. That's the academy he came through. Already six caps for the Uruguayan national team. Really composed player. Good on the ball. Great defensively. Not as dynamic as the other two, but gets around the pitch well still. Good ball winner. Great shield. Good sense position. If you could get him and Kone For probably you'd probably pay seventy million for the two of them. That's probably the price of Caicedo when everything's added in. If you get these two and still have the money left over for one of the two big ones in the summer, either Jude or Enzo, I think you'd be in in pretty good nick. If you got Enzo, you play Enzo on the left. Ugarte as the six, Jude as the the eight, the right-sided eight. No, sorry, Kone is the right-sided eight. If you get Jude, you play him as the right side and play Kone as the left side. I'd, st- I'd still love to get Caicedo, but I do think there's really good options out there that we could go and get. Yunus Musa is another one, currently playing for Valencia, obviously United States international, but he counts as a homegrown player because he was at Arsenal for seven years. He's only 20. He'll be 21 next November. So he won't count as a homegrown player for next season, but he would the season after. Him and Jude, either side of a a sitting six, could be really good because, again, you'll fill two homegrown spots when they qualify. Those two either side of Ugart or... Caicedo, that could be very, very good. Because I think Caicedo can be that number six. Musa was one of the kind of standout midfielders to me at the World Cup. Loads of energy. He's very Ginny-esque in how his career has progressed, but obviously it's happened at a younger age that he's moved back from being a more attacking midfielder, which is what he was when he was at Arsenal, into this more secondary number six role as a ball winner, as a, as a defensive player. Huge, huge engine. 
I've said before, I think we need four midfielders. I'd love for him to be one of them, even if he's the fourth. If you could get Kone, Enzo, Caicedo, or Kone, Ugarth, Enzo, or Kone, Ugarth, Jude, plus him, I think that would make a lot of sense. He's rumoured to have a buyout in the mid-20 millions, 26, 27 million. And that could be something worth worth exploring. Certainly has the potential to be anything you want him to be, really. You can mould him. Greg Berhalter, who's not a particularly good coach, has moulded him quite well. Gattuso is his manager now at Valencia, and he's really taken big strides this season. And that's under Gattuso, who's not known for his player development. To go around the main Liverpool websites, there's a really good piece up on This Is Anfield. 31 of the best LFC banners on the cop. Success has many fathers. Do check that out. Why Robbie Fowler stood with Oxford United coaches watching Arsenal FA Cup defeat. Caicedo expectation and two lists of transfer targets. This is based off David Lynch's article and Neil Jones said somewhere that there was two lists of transfers. Um, There's a piece about Hillsborough, which is linked to the Newcastle fans and the experience they had at the weekend. So do check that one out. Sporting director welcoms Liverpool interest in Theon Coopminers, but nothing concrete. I'm, I'm not being funny, but I'm not taking the word of the of, of the Atalanta sporting director that we have interest, because of course he's going to say that there's interest because he's trying to big up the player and boost his value. Times journalist Swift, swiftly denies claims FSG sorry PSG owners considering Liverpool investment. So Bloomberg reported that we're one of the clubs the PSG owners are looking at maybe making a an investment in and buying a minority stake in. But Martin Ziegler has come out and said that's not the case and I'd be inclined to go with him in fairness. Uh, on to Liverpool.com. Liverpool could sign ideal 24 million midfielder. That is Jair Polinia. Cody Gakbo does not alter Liverpool transfer task as FSG should still join $54 million Newcastle race. It's for Diaby, Musa Diaby of um, Bayer Leverkusen. Very, very talented, but we don't really have the need for another winger. Unless we're moving to 4-4-2, there's no real reason to do it. Because you'd be looking at Salah and Darwin through the middle. Jota and Gakbo as the backups. Diaz on the left wing, Diaby maybe to compete with him. And then if Bellingham arrives, he's probably the likely one to play on the right of that, but like narrow tucked in. Study finds, study, study, the, the, finds perfect Jorginho Wijnaldum transfer repeat for Liverpool with 32 million price tags. So this, this was a piece done by the Athletic who use Smarter Scout, which I'm convinced must be dreadful to look for a Ginny Wijnaldum successor. And the two players that popped up were Pedri, who's nothing like Ginny, one of the best young players in the world and would cost, I don't know, 150 million. And Joe Willock, 
who I like. Joe Willock's a decent player, but he's nothing like Ginny at all. Liverpool due transfer trial amid definite Jurgen Klopp call as Joe Felix agrees next move. So Joe Felix looks like he's going to join Chelsea on loan to the end of the season. No option to buy. Um, and apparently this is a can be an audition for him to move to us. But unless we were moving to 4-2-3-1, or we're going to play 4-4-2 and keep Mo as a right winger and play Zhao off of Darwin, which would be a lot of fun, it doesn't really make any sense, and we've got obviously bigger needs elsewhere in the team. But I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Premier League. Jurgen Klopp proven right as Luis Diaz value clear amid alarming Mo Salah Liverpool decline. This is something to do with transfer market valuation, so nonsense. Jurgen Klopp phone call cannot hide Liverpool transfer reality as FSG left with no choice. You'd hope that's to do with signing a midfielder. Jurgen Klopp personally requests Liverpool complete transfer for in-demand US men's national team midfield star. That is Eunice Musa. Like I said, if you get Musa, if you get Musa and one other in this window, that'd be a big win. If you get Musa and Kone or Musa and Ugarte, just Musa and Kone, just legs, lads that will just run, be dynamic. That would be pretty good. Put put them either side of Fabinho or either side of Thiago, or play Musa Kone as the six and Thiago as the left-sided one, or Thiago as the right-sided one, whichever you want. That could be interesting to get us through to the end of the season. Liverpool have been shown perfect 53 million January, January transfer. Um, it's Ishmael Benasser who's signing a new contract with AC Milan as we speak. Cristiano... Ronaldo should lead Liverpool to sign free transfer and finally replace Divock Origi. It's a picture of Vincent Abubakar, the same Vincent Abubakar who was slagging off Mo Salah not that long ago. I don't think we'll be signing him. And also, why would we be replacing Divock Origi at this point? We've got much bigger needs. Nabi Keita's suggestion. Liverpool have been told to use out-of-contract Nabi Keita as a make-weight for the signing of Jude Bellingham. Okay. Uh, this is from Don Hutchinson. So, obviously, Don isn't aware that, you know, a player who's out-of-contract can't be used in a transfer because you don't have any rights to him. Uh, Tane Koopminer's latest... The spoofer with the catchphrase, talking rubbish as usual, and that's basically all there is there. Anfieldindex.com. Liverpool in crisis. This is Klopp's responsibility. Uh, this piece was written by Stephen Callow. It's very good. So check that one out. Do Liverpool's targets depend on Champions League qualification? That was written by Stephen Smith, the machine, so do check that out as well. Podcast-wise, there is a new Pro Plus, Trev and Dave Davis, having a look at what's going on, who's signing who and what we might do. Um, There is a Positivity podcast, uh, Paul, Lubo and Matt, back to chat about all things positive. If they found an hour of positivity, if they found an hour of positivity, I I will applaud. Um, There's a new Under Pressure Rosie, Sai, Dan, and I think Phil is with them as well. Um, be an option or be protection. Do check that out. And we have 
breaking Anfield Index related news. Molby on the spot is finally back. The lads, with their extended Christmas breaks, can you believe the goal of that Downey fella with his extended Christmas break? Didn't work Stephen's Boxing Day. It didn't work the cup, and yet he's still on, on holiday. Like, that's just outrageous. Outrageous carry on. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.